0: hey welcome to another episode of amen brother ben this is the podcast that keeps you focused on god and acting like jesus thank y'all for listening again this week we are going through a series comparing the fake news to the good news and i want to get specific this week uh, with some of the teachings of progressive christianity in fact there's one particular uh tick that blew up lately and made this assumption that Right there in the bible it says jesus was a racist that's right folks i don't know if you knew this but jesus was a racist he had to be rebuked and reminded if that sits funny with you it should if you have the holy spirit of god inside of you that should maybe ring some bells and wave some flags as a bunch of, well, as the Lego movie says, hippie, dippy, baloney. So I want to talk about that this week. Um, so there's this guy by the name of Brandon Robertson. He is a progressive Christian minister. Those are his words, uh, his terms. And uh, he has been blowing up a little bit on TikTok. Um, he... Has some interesting takes on well a lot of theology that is for someone who loves uh, the word of God it's infuriating to me <laughs> but I'm trying to give him a fair shake I'm trying to not uh you know be vitriolic and uh vengeful in this but I want to set things straight because I I realized that he is it sounds really thought out and it sounds really smart but there are some glaring Uh, inconsistencies, and there are some glaring falsehoods to how he teaches and presents the Word of God, and the personality and the character of of the Father and of Jesus, and so I want to deal specifically because I didn't have time to go in in on it in my sermon. If you want to go back and listen, I'd love for you to listen to the sermon uh, from Sunday. Links in the description about the main teachings that progressive Christians get wrong. And again, I say Christian with quote fingers around it because if you believe the things that that you teach, you, not, that's not who Jesus is. That's not Christian. Um, but They still want to use the terminology and claim the name of Christ. So listen to uh, Reverend Brandon uh, Robertson talk about a particular exchange where Jesus uh, heals someone in Mark chapter 7. Listen, I'm just going to play the whole TikTok
1: for you. Did you know that there's a part of the Gospel of Mark where Jesus uses a racial slur? In Mark chapter seven, there's the account of the Syrophoenician woman, a woman who is Syrian and Greek, both of which there were strong biases against within the Jewish community. And she comes to ask Jesus to heal her daughter who's possessed by a demon. And what is Jesus's response? He says, it's not good for me to give the children's food, meaning the children of Israel's food to dogs. He calls her a dog. What's amazing about this account is that the woman doesn't back down. She speaks truth to power. She confronts Jesus and says, well, you can think that about me, but even dogs deserve the crumbs from the table. Her boldness and bravery to speak truth to power actually changes Jesus' mind. Jesus repents of his racism and extends healing to this woman's daughter. I love this story because it's a reminder that Jesus is human. He had prejudices and bias and when confronted with it he was willing to do his work and this woman was willing to stand up and speak truth <sighs>
0: there's there's so much there makes my head want to explode. okay let's just let's just let's go back to the actual scripture because that sounds... If you don't know your Bible, which is, again, the biggest reason why progressive Christianity is doing anything right now is because there's a uh, staggering uh, lack of biblical uh, literacy. And so he changes a few words, just a few words, and makes a few assumptions in his version of that story that that just subtly uh, manipulates Jesus into the type of Jesus that he wants you to see but it's not how Jesus really was. So let's read that. It's in Mark chapter seven. Um, he says immediately a woman whose little daughter, I'm reading the English Standard Version (ESV), uh, had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Phoenician by birth, uh, and she began and she begged him to cast out the demon out of her daughter. Verse twenty-seven says, and he said to her. Quote, let the children be fed first, for it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs uh, under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said to her, for this statement, you may go on your way. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed healed. So, little bit of difference here that that makes a big difference in the tone. Uh, uh, and, and here's why one, uh, we should, let me deal with the text and then want to deal with the broader mistake that he made here. Um, she said that, um, he called her a dog. That was not true. He never said you dog. He made a, uh, metaphor that uh, could have been taken as, Hey, you are a dog. But he also could be making the metaphor that I'm here to be the savior of the Jews, and uh, I need to concentrate on on God's chosen people. Now, he knew all along, by the way, that he was going to heal her, right? This was a a test of her faith and, and of her humility. But either way, he was like, hey, I'm called to minister to Jewish people. Right. So basically, why should I? Because she doesn't deserve to be healed. And he knew that we don't deserve anything that God gives us. Right. And we got to make sure that we understand that. But on top of that, um, she (laughs) doesn't speak the truth in power. She does not argue with him at all. In fact, she agrees with him when he's when he makes that analogy, uh, which, by the way, Again, he. Never, I don't know the tone of his voice. He automatically assumed that Jesus was like you, dog. But you know, uh, the Seraphonicians had pet dogs, right? Who's who's not to say that that could have been an affectionate term, like a pet, right? But she, anyway, she answered him, "Yes, Lord." So she agreed with him. She's like, "Yeah, I know, I know who you are, and I know what you're called to do." But she appealed not to. Uh, a demand that you better you better heal my daughter because I deserve it because I better be treated equally. She appealed to the grace of Jesus. She says, "I, I just want the crumbs, right? Even the dogs." And she says, "Yet even the dogs." She, he, this guy says she said the word demand. She never said uh, that they deserve or demand the crumbs. It says, "Yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs." She never said that the dogs demanded those or deserved those crumbs. They just got them from grace. And so she was appealing to Jesus's grace, right? And so here's the thing. Not only did he put words in in Jesus's mouth, not only did he put words in her mouth and tweak little words that that helped it look more uh, tense than it really was, you're talking about Jesus here. And this is why you can't just read one Bible story. You need to read the whole, the whole thing because uh, Jesus uh, would not have a racist attitude, just like the, the Jewish people might have had. Yes, there were some tensions. There might have been some racial issues in those days between the Jews and the Syrophoenicians. But Jesus didn't have those same biases. Jesus was fully God and fully man. If you know your scripture, if you know your doctrines, you know uh, that uh, 2 Corinthians 5 calls Jesus someone who knew no sin, right? And, and of course, he was made, uh, it says, for our sake, he was made sin, though he who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God. So he was the perfect sacrifice for us. And there are plenty of other places in the Bible, both prophetic in the Old Testament and descriptive in the New, where it says Jesus, he didn't sin. He was the perfect spotless lamb. And so unless if you believe that, then you wouldn't read this as Jesus was being racist because he wasn't, because it wasn't possible for him to be racist. So we have to make sure that you know your scriptures. You got to make sure that you know the character of Jesus that not just in one particular story, and we've got to stop reading our own agendas onto Scripture. Jesus put this woman to the test. She put her faith and her humility to the test, and he was more than willing to to heal her daughter, and he did. But... That shows us and teaches us uh, the what's what's so important as, about when we come to Jesus is realizing that he is God and we are not, and we don't deserve, we don't demand any of his blessings or any of his, uh, uh, his healings. We're just appealing to his grace and, and trusting that even if Jesus told her no, he was still God. He was still Jesus. He was still sinless and perfect, and he still made a way. For those of us who are not righteous and undeserving, somehow he made a way for us to be back into a great and right relationship with our heavenly father. That's the point.